like, I missed the memo. <laughs> it looks like your head keeps getting bigger as you move. Jesus Christ. Oh. Ugh. You like this one? It's it's not plastic. It's like ceramic. It's Oh, is it really? Yeah, NECA made it. And I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. It's like officially based on part three. I'll get it. And I pulled it out. I was like, this bitch is hard. This bitch is heavy. Oh, yeah. Are we recording? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Do you want to say what the episode we're doing today is? I mean, I think it might be. Oh, actually, no. No, you, it's you definitely put on Jason not. Mask, so. A little bit less obvious. Yeah. Uh, well, we figured that uh, because it is still October as we're recording this, and I don't give a fuck about Thanksgiving, uh, we're just going to keep the spooky season going. And we're going to talk about the Halloween movies. Yeah. And today we're talking about Halloween 2. Yeah, I think I should also acknowledge my hair being blonde. <laughs> That's a I bit, mean, only to the video audience. That's true. I think it's a bit of a shock that I went from very dark to bleached, looking like I went from East Coast to West. But yeah. I, I was the one who recommended it because... It's always been a franchise favorite of mine, but it's been a long time since I've gone through all of the films, and I hate <laughs> some of them. I, I vigorously hate them, but I really do want to reevaluate at least two to three films. Um, two I've wanted to watch. It's been a long time. Three I didn't have super strong feelings on. I wanted to see if I loved four as much as I used to. It's been a long time since I've watched five, and I have a lot of fond memories when I was young with it. I don't know how I'm going to feel about H2O nowadays, and I want to see if I still adamantly fucking hate Resurrection. So I thought that's enough reason to go through all these. And you know, spoiler alert: you definitely fucking still hate Resurrection, and if you don't, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. I, you and I agree that Halloween 2, the remake, is terrible. Yeah, I really just don't like it. To be fair, though, uh, recently in a lot of like a lot of a lot of people on Twitter have been saying have been very heavily reevaluating that movie. Yeah. And I find it very fascinating. And reading a lot of people that I respect uh, talk about the movie very positively has made me want to kind of want to like revisit both of them. Honestly, both are upside. Well, I think going through and I think the shock reaction to Halloween Kills has made me really want to reevaluate all of the films and yeah. feel like, okay, well, if people feel this strongly about it, which I do believe a lot of that comes down to new people jumping into the Halloween fan base and then getting the initial shock of like, hey. Oh, Kills takes a lot of ideas from the first one and radically changes it and things just completely different. It's like, I'm not saying that like, oh, you know, welcome to the fandom, but like, this is a series that's known to do that. And I think, you know, not that you don't have the right to dislike that film or anything. Everyone has totally has the right to dislike what they dislike. It's their feelings, their emotions. Totally cool. But it made me want to reevaluate. How do I feel about these films again? Like you said, a lot of people talked about the remake 
for the second one and being like, oh, I'm loving this film. I don't think you and I are going to change our opinions. We've watched that film multiple times, but it'll be cool. I've seen, I've actually seen people, seen people reevaluate the first one too. I'm pretty surprised by that. Uh, The second one has a lot of ideas. The first one I feel just misses a lot. The first one, you can kind of tell that in development, Zombie wanted to do one thing and the producers wanted a different thing. Yeah. So he wanted to do two movies, split in half. One of them would be uh, the origin up until before he breaks it out, and then the other one would be the remake of Halloween, which would be his take on it, instead of basically making him just remake the, for the back half of the movie, remake the movie. I think it's fair to say the first so. one feels more like an actual studio film, and the second one feels more like a passion project. Yeah, it's interesting, because it's like, as much as I don't vibe with two, um, it is... A hundred percent an unadulterated, like personal movie from Zombie. Yeah, like it's his movie, and you can tell like he had created. It felt like it's kind of funny. The 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 actual production of that movie was hell, but yeah. the the product that came out feels a lot more like something that would be made by someone like by like Rob Zombie, rather than the first one, which feels a little bit more like a hybrid. I, I would definitely agree to that. Yeah, it'll be cool I to mean, check it, them out again. I it's mean, really funny too because. You know, that rolls back into how we're talking about Halloween 2 and it's another movie that's just kind of like really strife with issues uh, behind the scenes it's a movie that you know decent chunks of you know there's there were several days of reshoots uh, Rosenthal turned in a cut and Carpenter and the producers didn't like it so Carpenter himself got into the director chair for four days of reshoots to add more blood and gore and up the body count which I think is interesting considering how opposed to that he was I think a lot of this is going to come into what really stemmed from the fact that the first one doesn't need a sequel a a lot of this is when you watch the first Halloween it doesn't feel like it's supposed to be a franchise it wasn't supposed to be a franchise and ever since then as the films go on we're talking about why does this fit in the franchise why does this make sense why does this work and you always feel like at the end of the day like what does this add do we need this? Yeah. What are we gaining from it? And if you keep asking those questions, you're going to li- like these films less and less. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of cool stuff in each film. Each films have yeah. good ideas. Maybe not all of them, but they at least attempt something. Like, Halloween 2, the, the remake attempts a lot. Like I said, I get why people really like it. I, I totally, totally get that. Yeah. But there's always something to gain in... Rewatching, reevaluating can change a lot, and I'm interested to see how we come out of this series, and I'm excited to finish it off. And with Halloween 2, the one we're covering today, it's the perfect one because it wasn't supposed to be made originally, but first one popped off, people loved it, now they get a sequel. And the way I look at Halloween 2, it is the perfect example of like, you grew up, you know about this movie. You think you love it. You've been told to love it. You know the iconography from this film. But you haven't seen it in a while. And if you do, things are going to change. Yeah. I... This used to be my favorite Halloween movie. Same. For a long time. For for a decent chunk of my life. Uh, This is my favorite one. And... Every subsequent rewatch I've had since I would probably say... College has gotten worse and worse. 
it's dropped down from like a five star movie that I fucking adore down to much lower, which we'll get to at the end of the video. Yes. But um, it's it's one of those things where you are definitely looking at it through rose tinted glasses. Yeah. And you're like, wow, you know what? That's such a good fucking movie, dude. And then you rewatch it, and you notice all these little things that you're just like, what is that here? Not to be rude, but Halloween 2 is a how I feel a lot of people look at the first Friday the 13th. Like, you think it's so much better than it really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, they're not sure. similar films. Don't get me no, wrong. No, one, one of them's good and one of them's pretty bad, so. Yeah. Like, I, I still enjoy Halloween 2 a great deal, but at the yep. end of the day, like, you will see so many people, and I mean so many people online, adamantly saying, should have stopped with this one. This one is what, it, it, it went from a complete high, kept the same pace, and everything since then has dropped. And it's like, you can have that opinion, you can love the film, but from the words you're spouting, it seems like you really have not watched this in a long time, or there's a huge bias you're putting in there, because this film is not handing out the W's you think it is. No offense to the film, it's a really fun film. It exemplifies yeah. how slashers were going to go in the 80s. Totally. But at the same time, like, it's not dishing out what I feel like everyone is expecting of it. Yeah, I think that it definitely benefits from the choice to make it be set on the same night just minutes after the original. Yeah. Because not only are you continuing a story from a movie that is hailed as a as a you know fantastic horror film but also you have a lot of the same team members back people like like Dean Cundy shoots this too and you, know, you got you got Carpenter back doing the score but this time with Alan Howarth you know you get a lot a lot of the right bones for this he also wrote it uh, Carpenter wrote the movie um but the problem lies with the script the script is a mess in a way in a way that the original movie was not it is one of those things where a sequel tries to give you more lore and try to explore things in greater detail and they did not know how to really balance out that choice yeah you know you, you get you get all these scenes that you know furthers Lori's story and exploring you know the, the fact that you know she's Michael Myers's brother and it almost all feels like an afterthought because the manner in which she figures out her the twist that she's Michael Myers's sister is so contrived you know she's just it just happens. has a dream if she has a dream and, and, and like you, you can you can I can be fine with him having a dream a dream sequence reveal it but her reaction is non-existent her reaction's non-existent it retroactively just doesn't really add her, up to the first one it ruins her parents <laughs> yeah it makes her yeah. mom horrible it makes her dad horrible too because he's well aware of who her brother is and she, he still sent her to the Myers house oh yeah it's just the fact that and she... inadvertently started this whole thing it's just the fact the mom goes like you're not even my real daughter it's like not even my... I'm not your I... how many you times I have to tell you <laughs> how many times I have to tell you I'm not your mother and yeah. like why why does it have to be said like 
and why are you saying this frequently? Like, like yeah. she, like she's pouring cereal, and like some of it spills out. Damn it! This, you know, my real daughter would do just fine at pouring cereal. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's like it feels again like Carpenter himself has acknowledged. He said he said that he regrets the brother sister connection. Not only does he regret it. But he's like, yeah, the reason why that happened is because I got fucking drunk and wrote it. And it's like, yeah, I can tell Carpenter <laughs> because it, it just, it's so haphazardly delivered. Maybe it's like, people like it, though. Maybe they like it because they're maybe. drunk when they're watching this movie. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, like no, I, I, you can't even get really meta with it and be like, oh, well, uh, he wrote it while drunk and it feels like she's coming out of a haze. It's like, no... Because it. it's not—it's not even just her though. The problem is, is that we're, we're also delivering this, you know, exposition dump. They bring back Marion, the smoking nurse from the first movie, to be nothing more than an exposition dump character that has a familiar face. Uh, and she's just like, yeah, uh, there happens to be this file that uh, you didn't have access to back in the day. It was just unsealed because of his escape. It's like that's fucking convenient. Yeah, like his it just, doctor it feels like it's who's one of those in charge things. of him can't read the file. Yeah, it's like oh, we sealed the doc. They sealed the documents. It's just like what? It, it's like what? The best thing about that is like there's no way like an institute that's about like trying. Like, they're trying to reform him. Like, that's why he's there. Like yeah. He's not just there like, whatever, we're gonna spend money on the state and just let this dude fucking chill. Like, the whole point is reforming him. There was no way you could do that without saying, like, yeah, he's got another sister. And, like, we just can't tell the doctor about that. How the fuck would you fix this, man? Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. It's one of those things where it just feels like they're like, oh... (laughs) We're making a sequel. We got to explain some stuff, so let's just make up some bullshit. But imagine he did know, and he's like ten years old. Be like, you got another sister, Michael. And he's like, more, more. Murder. <laughs> he's like banging like on the windows. I'm gonna get her. Like, yeah, I, I just, it, it's it's kind of a weird double-edged sword kind of situation though it's because like i don't like the way that they handle this reveal yeah i I don't like the fact that laurie and michael are are brother and sister that much i don't think the idea is totally bad but it it does amount to nothing i'm i'm against the idea of of humanizing michael myers and giving him another sister and a motive like that to me humanizes him as a person not the boogeyman as much and I don't like that as much. That's a personal choice. I, I'm not a fan of that personally. Yeah. But it's brought about Halloween Four, which I love Halloween Four. We'll get to that. But like, without Halloween Two, we don't get the Halloween Four we got. Halloween, so it's like yeah. everything. Is on the built one, in on the franchise. one hand, I don't like the way that they handle it here. On the other hand, the result is good. Everything Sometimes. in the franchise from this point on is built around that connection until Resurrection, really. Yeah. Because so, like, after that, they, they she's gone after the first ten minutes, and it's yeah. about just a new group of teenagers. First, like four minutes. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like she, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Like yeah. But besides that, all this other film, it's super important that it's blood relation that he goes after. I agree. Yeah. I I could do without it. Don't get me wrong. 
if you look at these two films in isolation, just say, like, in the first one, it's convenient. Say he didn't know that she was his sister. Because it's kind of, it kind of has to be, at least in the first film, it's still convenience. And then the second one, it's like... It's kind of thing. It's like it's like he kn- the whole point of the reveal is like he knows he has a sister and he went after Lori because she is his sister. Yeah, and doesn't... I think it's way more interesting that the reason why Michael goes after her is because she was she just walked up to the house and he got fixated on her. I think that's way more interesting. I personally like it the best when it has no motive, nothing to do with anything. He's just like. I saw you. It's game over. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like it's, it's a matter of it's a matter of you were the person that came up to my house. Yeah, so I, I don't even care I, about I, it being I, the house. I just like the fact that it's like I I caught you. Like I like the idea when he makes eyes on a victim and he he sees them face to face. It's game over. They're dead. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I and, and, and I also like, like it kills it. to me like it kills that whole notion in the first movie about you know they, they talk about fate. And how you know that's a very important scene, and to me, making them related removes that from the equation. Yeah, and I really don't like that. Like, it, it just it seems like actively this movie undoes or undoes if I can speak actual fucking English, um, undoes the stuff that really made the first movie so interesting to me. And as much as I enjoy this movie, like I have fun with it. I like I like a decent chunk of the characters. I think the musical score is dope. Yeah, it's a little bit divisive with some people. Some people don't like the synth. more heavier synthy yeah. uh, music, but I think it's pretty cool. I prefer the synth in this movie versus the synth used in three, but that's a personal thing. Yes, yeah, fair. Yeah, the, but the uh, I love like not even like the, the way that they do the Halloween theme, but just like some of the background music when he's stalking a hospital. It's just it's so it's really good. I would say if I was gonna get one score, it would might it might be Halloween too. I do think that might be my favorite score of all of them. Interestingly enough, it's a movie I don't particularly like that we'll get to, but I really love the score for Halloween Six. Uh, it, it, has, it has a completely different score. Oh, I, I see. I haven't watched Bruce's Cut yet, and that's another reason I'm excited that this is. I want to get through that. Yeah, it it has a completely like it's more of a John Carpentery score. In comparison to the dumbass like '90s guitar bullshit that was in the yeah theatrical version, uh, but I love that score. But this score is really good, and I would definitely love to own it. I think the but, scores. Uh, are, I don't. I don't want to see all of them because I can't remember all of them. But most of the Halloween's, the scores are very enticing. I can't think of a score in the Halloween series I don't at least like. The yeah. only one that the only. The, like like Halloween Five has a pretty solid score in my opinion, but the the cop track is shit. Like it's, it's really bad. I don't remember the score from Resurrection H two O, so that's why I'm not saying all of them. Yeah, I actually dig the one from Resurrection H two O is a weird thing though because they hired John Oddman to do a score. Yeah, and did the, the X Men scores, and he delivered the score, and they didn't like it, so they they like had the rush to do like a score. They had a, had like tap music. They had music from like Scream that, that and Marco so Bel- rushed in general. Marco Beltrami threw some some music in there at the last second because they didn't like the score. But I, I've heard that uh, John Amon released his version of the Halloween theme, and I actually think it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. 
but apparently the rest of the score it's like if you watch it with the movie it's bad i have to assume that it comes down to we'll get back to halloween 2 i have to assume that it comes down to the fact that like like you said before scream changed how we're looking at horror films in the 90s i think they just wanted something more akin to that type of horror versus a more original or if not halloween type score that akins back to what it was meant to be yeah it's wild because it's like until i listened to and read uh taking shape i didn't know that marco Beltran was involved at all yeah and Marco Baltrami's music love his music his music is usually I wouldn't say it's usually like very easy to figure out like it's his music but like if I hear the Scream score I know it instantly and the fact that apparently as I understand it there's like actually tracks from Scream in there yeah or Scream 2 one of them uh, I find that interesting Scream like, 2 tracks I found pretty underwhelming personally I think Scream 1 has a fucking awesome score. I think the score in Scream 1 is really strong. Yeah, but I don't even... I mean, I haven't seen Scream 2 in a long time. So Scream 2 is very rushed. It just feels like it when you're watching yeah, it. Came it came out, uh, it came out a year after. Year later. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, sequels. <laughs> How, the, fact, the fact that that movie... Sequels. The, fact, the fact that that movie works as well as it does considering it came out under, under a year later... Yeah. Impressive. And, like, coming back to sequels, like, like with Halloween 2, I think the point of a lot of horror sequels in the generations, like, when they're coming out, like, the 80s, sometimes even the 90s, they are not trying to be better movies. They aren't. They're trying to be yeah. fun. Like, I can akin what Halloween 2 is to, like, Friday Part 3. Like, it's just trying to be fun. It's not trying yeah. to do anything crazy. It's just trying to have a good time and, like... You and I hung out, and we just watched the movie. We weren't having a bad time at all. We had a good time. We were having a good experience. But went yeah. out over here like, yo, can, can you take a second? I gotta, I gotta watch this scene, you know? It's a, it's yeah, a good I mean, movie to have we've both seen this friends. movie fucking how many times? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we've, we've, we've both seen this movie how many times? Yeah. Like, and like we, I, uh, I will say, so it, many times. it's been a while since I've seen it. Like, I totally agree with you. When I was younger, I wanted, like, I said, this is my favorite. For some reason, this is the film where you go, the first is awesome, but the second ups the bloodshed, it's more cool. Like, this film is the film that says, we're not it's scary. Got explosions. Yeah, we're not scary. We're fucking badass, dude, okay? Yeah, it's got two, it's got two explosions. Bro. The posters say Halloween 2. It's badass. That's that's what this film is telling Pretty me. Pretty much. It should have. Yeah. And I remember, I remember I had a, I wish, I wish I grabbed it before we came up here to film, but, uh, I have, like, this really shitty DVD that I bought because I thought it was so cool because the cover has the explosion where Ben Tramer gets hit by the car. Oh, my God. Okay, another it's by, thing. Like, good, I, think it's called good, I think it's called, like, Good Smile DVDs. It's horrible. Just, like, it's just, a really bad DVD. Just want to get to this. Ben Tramer is the best character in the Halloween franchise for this sole reason. He's never in any of the films, and the only time he is, the motherfucker dies in an instant. Like... Yeah. Iconic. Well, it's it's like Iconic. it's like a passing thing. It's like a passing thing too. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, Ben Tramer. He was walking home. He was wearing a stupid mask. It's like, yeah. I mean, sort of like, like oh, he's 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 the guy who died. Why? It, it's so great to me because like I had forgotten that scene for a long time, and I'm seeing all these blonde Michael Myers masks. I'm like, I don't remember him having a blonde mask, but this mask is like legitimately fucking sick. And like, oh, it's yeah. the Ben Tramer mask. I'm like. 
that dude's in the movie? And I remember yeah. watching and I was like, they fucking did it. They, they did just him so him. dirty. Yeah. They just name dropped him. He's like, hey, Ori, yeah, you're not going to another dance. Sorry. I love that mask, though. It is a sick mask yeah. for it being five seconds before it explodes. Yeah. That's a really good. I, I I like that scene, although it is kind of ridiculous. It's it's so ridiculous. Oh, no. Like, like I said, this film is saying we're badass. We don't kill Michael Myers. We run the car dead into him and it explodes. We don't even take chances. Yeah. It, what the fuck, the whole, man? It's it's just like it, it is the the definition of like an, the way that the eighties took. I, I was gonna say films. this is how you know the film was eighty one and not seventy eight. Yeah. It's like, oh, the first one we're we're gonna you know tighten screws of suspense. We're gonna we're gonna have minimal bloodshed. We're gonna have very simple, you know, eloquent visuals, and we're gonna sh- like have a really tight script. It's gonna have you know it's it's just gonna be a pure suspense film, nothing else. Halloween two got some explosions. We got we got claw hammers going through skulls. We got burning hot tub kills, naked ladies. You know, so this is what we gotta do, Mike. We're gonna make another sequel to Halloween. It's gonna be a sequel to Halloween Two. It's gonna be Halloween Two Two? Question mark. And we're gonna have another scene where he gets run over by a car, and then we park the car, and then we light the gasoline in the car on fire and it blows up. And as it's on fire, everybody just takes like actual gas can starts throwing it in the fire until it gets really big, and they do like a big kumbaya around the circle. <laughs> and like that's if that's not how Halloween ends finishes, I'll be sad. And like he, like the car disintegrates and so much gasoline fire, it's just melting. And he just raises from the dead like a messiah. And then all the bros start like stop their kumbaya, and they start taking out more gas cans and it's just more fire. <laughs> And then Flame Michael just murders them all. He just runs into them and they all burn. Like a flaming yeah. clothesline. That, this is Fuck better yeah. than all of the other films. True. Halloween 2-2. Too, too. Yeah. The, uh... Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, like, that kind of just purely tells you what decade this movie's from. Yeah. And it tells you what era, especially in the slasher genre, not just because, ooh, big boom, but also things like the the, the upping of the body count, uh, very clearly, like, every single kill in Halloween has a purpose. There are people he's met, there's people he, there are people he has seen, he's followed around. There is a kill in this movie that is literally pointless, and you can tell it's a reshoot, and that's the very first kill in the movie. <laughs> like, she's just there on the phone. He doesn't go in there to take a knife. Like, she, he goes into Mrs. Elrod, Mrs. or Mrs. Elrod's house, they get a knife. He had a purpose to be in there. He just turns around and says, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> like, and, pretty much. Like, And there's nothing wrong with having pointless deaths sometimes, but it just... Yeah, it, it's whatever. It it's just so like, pointless. But, like, every other kill in the movie has a purpose. That that one just kind of sticks out. Because, like, everybody else he kills are people in the hospital to isolate Lori. Yeah. Whereas, like, this person's just like, hey, you're next door. Fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> But even the problem with the hospital kills, it's like... It's funny. They're just introducing random characters to die. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Hi, 
I'm Nurse Clarence. I'm here now. I'm gonna go take a shit in the toilet. And he turns around and be like, Nobody shits in my toilet! And he just gets his neck broken. Like, it's random characters that get brought up, like, every five minutes. Yeah. So I remember when we were watching it, I'm like, Who the fuck is this person? When did they show up? And you go, Literally just now. Yeah. Like, we're 45 minutes in, and you go, I don't tell you. I feel like it would make it would be like a little bit different if someone lived. Yeah. Or if you establish all these characters at the beginning and don't keep adding them. Yeah, because like after a certain point, they do introduce three of them quickly. Yeah. Because they have the whole the whole scene where um, the paramedics are taking Lori in, so that you have Bud and you have Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, introduced pretty much off the bat and then you have the 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 goody goody two shoes nurse in the scene in the, the cafeteria which is just so fucking funny uh, so they get introduced and then you get instantly introduced to the nurse the um oh fuck what's her name Karen nurse, nurse Karen is it Karen Sex yeah, it's it's, it's pa- Pamela Su- uh, Susan Shoup, but I can't remember her, her character's name. I think it's I think it is Karen. I'm not positive, though. but uh, you, you meet her pretty quickly. But like, Mr. Garrett is introduced to die. <laughs> uh, the nurse, the like the head nurse is introduced. I'm to die. the handyman. I'm gonna check out downstairs. <laughs> no, it's like random people. Like the it's fine. That, no. Like. Jason runs around in the fucking woods all the time, and it's two people being like, hey, do you want to have sex? And they die. Like, it just happens. Like, that happens all the time. Yeah. But it's almost meant for comedic effects sometimes, or for some downtime from the plot. But with this, it's like, hey, they've always, they're, they're the nurses, this is part of the story, it's like, just show them in the beginning and I wouldn't have a problem, but they're just showing up out of nowhere, so it's very weird. Yeah, like, I don't, care. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not like super duper. This is not something that really bothers me. Or it's like, it tanks the movie that I don't actually know this one character. I haven't got his backstory and I don't know about his, you know, wants and desires in life before he dies. Like, I don't fucking care that much. But you know, it is kind of weird. Like, when, when Mr. Garrett shows up, he's just like, hey, I'm gonna go downstairs. I'll be back in five minutes. It's like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine, like, we're watching the movie. You're just the security guard? And I was like, I got a question, like, what? What do you think Jimmy's minor in college was? Like, (laughs) we're not asking questions like this. (laughs) What do you think, what do you think are his philosophical beliefs on And you're like, I definitely think that nurse is vegan. You can tell with her mannerism. Like, no, we're not doing anything like that. I don't care that much. It's very point, it's it's very, it, it very much is pointed that, like, you can tell when these characters are just added in to die in five minutes. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I don't care, but, like, it shows. And, like, it's super yeah. obvious. Is is the Are the characters in the first movie particularly, like, you know, super-duper crazy developed? No. No, but they're, they're talked but you about. Do get time you meet them in them. the beginning. There's also a smaller cast. For one yeah. Time, but... Even characters you don't meet in the beginning, like... Uh, Bob, he gets referenced in the beginning, so when he does die, yeah. it's not like it's some random dude. Yeah. Same thing with Paul. You don't ever see Paul, but yeah, they do talk about Paul. Yeah. Hear him at least, but you know, Annie, Annie, and and uh, Lori have interactions that are like after their initial like walking home scene. Everyone knows, like everyone's talking still. Um, 
so you're getting like not development but like you're getting at least some kind of you know interplay to get you to in, be endeared to these characters and in a couple of them like you do get some of that yeah you know, like the nurse like bud jimmy like jimmy but you know like mrs alves she's just there to be like hey don't be fucking late bitch yeah. and you know the the goody goody two shoes person just there to call bud an asshole and to fiddle with the walkie-talkie because she thinks that's how it fucking works fixes it that was one of the dumb things I turned to you when we were watching. I'm just like, why would your first response to, to, to I don't know how to work this thing to be just twist the whole knobs and hit all the buttons? It's yeah. just like, that... whatever. Whatever. It's just, it's just like, I was just there watching. I'm like, did you think that you were just going to magically land on the right channel? <laughs> I don't usually, like, it's not, it's not like your criticism or anything. I don't care that much. I just think it's funny that she's just like, Mr. Garrett, we, 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 like playing with, <laughs> yeah. the, with the walkie-talkie and, and fucking it up. Like, I I like the idea hey, guess, of like guess a, what? he just doesn't have signal. He's in the basement. I think it'd be way funnier if like he didn't die yet and his signal was fine. He's going like just fucking with her. Like, <laughs> God, he always does this. Yeah, it's kind of funny because like that kind of leads into like we were talking about the kills, how they up the body count. One of the most satisfying, well, I don't want to say satisfying, but one of the best kills in the movie is actually Mr. Garrett. Yeah. It, it's the sound effects so good. Yeah, it's just like when you, when you see it, because it's like it's a harsh impact. Yeah. And you hear it's like metal hitting something hard. It's like, oh my god. It's like, it's it's super quick. It's not even like it's it's very uh, gratuitous. It's a quick shot. Yeah. But it's I, just really good. I, shots like that make me wonder, like, am I jaded? Because like... I prefer almost these cutaway shots where you don't see much, but the impact is so striking where I'm like, I like this better. Like, you'd see a shot nowadays of someone getting hit with a hammer, and it would pan into the back, you'd see the hammer in the head. Yeah. Like, that's a... I'm glad you guys got the effect. It looks awesome, but... You you show me the shot, like, in, um... Is it 2 or or Friday 3, where the cop gets hit with the back of the hammer in the head, and, like, I see his eyes bulging, and it cuts, like... I prefer yeah. that. I prefer yeah. that way over seeing the impact and having some guy grovel or whatever, and the impact yeah, doesn't feel nearly as strong. It just—it's more about seeing someone die depressingly than an immediate strike that's visceral. Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes that works, but sometimes here yeah. I feel like if they did that here, it wouldn't work nearly as well as this. No, I, I think one of one so like be, I think one of the best tools for 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 creating horror. Interestingly enough, it's sound design. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. For Christ's sake, the, the impact of that fucking hammer is so good. It's such a strong moment that really just kind of makes you shiver a little bit because it, it sounds like someone just got hit with a hammer. It sounds real. It's like, um, you know, when Andy's getting strangled the first one. Yeah. When, when you hear the strangling over the phone, it's very pointed. Or in Friday Part 6, when the head gets hit into the RV, like the sounds going on with these kills make them feel way more impactful and memorable. Yeah, I agree. There's also iconog- iconography, or just like the way shots are framed, like when Bob dies with the head tail. Like, you're not going to finish that. It's like pure iconic. It's so fucking good. Yeah. It's just really satisfying, too, because it's like. He goes over here, he goes over there. Bam. Perfect musical stinger. Yeah. Michael, Michael lifting someone up, holding him up in the air. They're actually, like, suspended. 
you watch his feet go limp and stuff like that like it's super it's just it's perfectly staged it's so good we've talked about a lot of the characters and everything um compared to the first one how would you feel as far as like rating with the cast like the new characters if you had to give like a score what would you say like i think the only character i really like in two a lot is the new police officer like the sheriff oh sheriff hunt yeah i like him a lot i like hunt i i like most of the people in the hospital just fine um i think particularly i he's such an asshole but i like bud yeah <laughs> he's just funny it's weird because he's a fucking New Yorker. He's from like he's like from Brooklyn, and he's in Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, which he almost didn't get cast because of that. But uh, I think Rick Rosenthal fought for him or something to be in the movie. Um, but I, I mean, I, I like pretty much everybody. I I would say weaklings like the, I can't remember her name, but the Goody Two Shoes nurse. I really don't care for. She doesn't have very many interactions that I particularly think are great. It's not the actress's fault. I just don't think the character is very interesting. She's kind of one note. Yeah, I think the biggest um, hindrance is that like these characters are just too forgettable. At the end of the day. Yeah, and like the one uh, one of the most iconic shots in the movie is when uh, Michael comes up behind the other nurse, the blonde nurse, and stabs her in the back with the, sh- the scalpel, lifts her up. The shoes fall off. And the clogs fall off, which is an improvised thing. But who the fuck is that character? Yeah. Like she kind of she kind of disappears. Yeah. Like she's just I not like there Bud's and now she's here. Too, he dies in the background. Yeah. I love it's background really cool. deaths. Anything I like that. People dying in the background, like more of that. In movies, funny of course. Sto- it just in movies. F- funny story, because um, I was watching Halloween two at one point. I can't remember. I, I was over at my aunt's house. We were probably covering pumpkins or something. And my dad came to pick us up, and we were watching Halloween two. And he wasn't paying attention to the screen. He was just sitting, we were eating dinner, and we were just eating dinner together. And he just looks up at the mirror, which is facing the TV. And it's that kill of the of uh, Bud and the uh, the nurse. Yeah. And he just dunks her dunks her head in the water, and it finishes the whole the whole the whole situation. And she's obviously they they purposely hold her up so her breasts are out. Yeah. Which is weird because she's fucking burnt. Whatever. Weird, but whatever. But he's like, he just turned like is that a naked woman. I'm like, yeah, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's a naked woman. He's like, I don't know why you're watching these kinds of movies. <laughs> He's so it's way mad. funnier knowing your dad too, because like, yeah, I'll, I'll get into it. But I just love the idea of your dad just being like, "What are you doing right now?" Like, well, if if he saw any violent scene, he wouldn't care. Yeah, one breast. He's like, ah. Yeah fast forwarding through the scene it's like, I love the idea like at a dinner table like he drops his fork really boobies Michael boobies the table <laughs> uh, I remember when I was watching Terminator for the first time he, he came into my, into the room while I was watching it and it was at the love scene yeah and I saw him he was like Michael he hits the button and fast forwards <laughs> always the boobies with you <laughs> Oh god, yeah, yeah. I just remember. I I was just remembering that that uh, that he's just like, wow, are those, are those breasts? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dad, they are. What? You can't like, get rid of them or something. Did not have them on screen. Yeah, I, I was like eleven or twelve or something. He's just like, what the fuck are you? Who's letting you watch this stuff? That's like when I um, oh. the first 
Jason film I rented, not bought, because I had bought them before, but I rented Jason Goes to Hell, and the scene is like, the tent one happens pretty early in the movie, and I'm watching, yeah. I'm like, there's like, not shit for Jason in here, why don't we talk about these fucking movies? <laughs> and the tent scene comes up, I'm like, oh, that's why they talk about these movies. I am actually nine. <laughs> I was just like, I'm getting it now. I totally get it. I've awakened. <laughs> my, my family was weird with all that stuff anyway. That was what we were doing, watching Freddy vs. Jason. And I think I've told, I've told you about this before, but I, we were watching Freddy vs. Jason, and my mom threw like a blanket over my head in the opening scene because obviously the girl goes skinny dipping. Yeah. And any of like the nude scenes or the sex scenes, she would throw a blanket over my head. I can watch people get decapitated for days. <laughs> One breast, absolutely not, Michael. Get out of the room. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I want to make a poster, like, uh, like a 23 by 35, of you smiling with like a big X through it's like no boobies from Michael. So, I would actually be 100% okay with that. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Put it up in you. the background, in the background of the video. <laughs> yeah, just like right there in the corner. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, my family never. Not I didn't care, but like, I didn't know. That's not so bad. I didn't have anybody to really check. Like, my grandfather doesn't watch movies with me, and I lived with him my entire life, so if he's not watching what I watch, he never gave a shit. The only thing he ever watched with me is films that I made him watch at home. Like, I remember one time I was like, yeah. hey, Grandpa, let's watch Return of the Jedi. He goes, we have to do this. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, <laughs> he was he was more willing than my dad was. I was I, like, hey, I dad, you watch any other time we watched watch them together except for like I made him watch Star Wars with me, and it, was, it like meant a lot to me. And he's like, "Yep, go to sleep." <laughs> in, in his entire life, I saw a movie with my dad twice. <laughs> I've seen films in theaters with him. Like we watched Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, I know we've seen Star Wars films like. We went to a big theater to see Superman Returns. Family. Superman Returns, Superman I didn't Returns. see with him. I saw that with my grandmother. Oh. We saw that in New York. Um, yeah. My grandfather, we had... We'd see theaters, go in theaters and watch films once in a while, but nothing really... Because like, when, we, when we turned 14, you know, you and I, we'd go to the films. Yeah. Like, nope. And if it was... Yeah, we, we subjected like ourselves 16, to Green Lantern together. I think 16 was the point where our theater was like... You can't see any more Raider Lark films, and I'm like, the fuck are you gonna do, man? I'm, are you yeah, gonna like, stop uh, you gonna call my dad? For Evil dead. He's fucking dead, bro. Good luck. Like, that was for, that was for Evil Dead. Yeah. I remember that. I, I went to the theater. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go see Evil Dead. It's gonna be super cool. And I showed up, and they're like, hey, fuck you. You're 16 years old, and we're not letting you in. I was like, well, my dad said I can watch the movie. He's there. And they're like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. I'm like, like why not? This is yes. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so I didn't see do it. that too. Because a while it's like, oh, my parents and they said I can watch it. Fucking whatever, dude. I don't care. And they'd go home. My dad used to come. My dad used to come in and be like, hey, a ticket for this. Yeah. And then he would buy it, and then he would hand it to me, and no one would say a damn thing. Evil Dead was and the one by, for me by, too. Later on, he would be sitting in a car parked in front of the theater, and he'd look through the window. <laughs> and he'd be, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, he's right there. And he'd be like, yeah. give me the thumbs up, give yeah. me the thumbs up, and he'd be like, okay, cool. And then suddenly they just like, nope, we're not doing that anymore. 
So you had to buy a ticket to a PG-13 movie and then go sneak into the other one. Exactly. That's what I did for Evil Dead. And the girl was like, you know, really funny. you're not 17, you can't do it. I'm like, you are not even three years fucking older than me. I'm watching Evil Dead. I can't help you there, you know, you can't do it. I'm like, give me a ticket for the host, the theater next door to fucking Evil Dead. Here's the ticket for the host. Thanks. I will be watching the host now. And I walk in Evil Dead. And I walk out and she looks at me and I said, good movie. You know? <laughs> I laughed. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you going to do? Not, not, like, I think I'm going to be like, I watch it with them walk out and be like, that's it. Everyone in the theater, they fucking died tonight. This film changed me. Like, no. It's fucking yeah, dumb. I, I remember I, uh, I was gonna go see A Walk on the Tombstone, which is one of the Liam Neeson's action movies, or whatever detective movie is, rated R, for good reason. And uh, I was like, yeah, one ticket for A Walk on the Tombstones, please. And they're like, yeah, I need to see your ID. And I'm like, that's not happening, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Not literally, but that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, this is my ID. You go, oh, sweetie, no. They go, oh, sweetie, yes. <laughs> How about the nuts? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'll show you these nuts. Um, <laughs> these, uh, I, I, sh- I, uh, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I, I guess I'm not seeing the movie. And the girl kind of like looked, because I maybe her supervisor was there, I don't know, but she kind of like looked to the side, looked to the side. I take it for the Maze Runner. I just yeah. go inside. Joke's like, on her, you'd probably rather have watched Maze Runner. <laughs> I actually really like Walking on the Tombstones, but after watching Maze Runner at home, I'm like, fuck, I actually would have liked to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the other two in theaters, though. But, yeah, I... I fucking... Thank God I'm not fucking 16 anymore. I'll say this much. You like so much. If you don't want to have... If you don't want to make movies for fucking teenagers to watch and try to stop them, fuck you. At the same time, like I've learned with Halloween Kills... Fuck teenagers during horror films. Oh yeah. Like and like it's not a boomer thing about me. I'm fucking 25, but like I almost fought kids. I was pissed. I was so pissed. Like okay, boomer. I, this kid next to me, and not next to me, but next to the person with me, we were just sitting there enjoying it, and they're going, "Oh my god, stop! What are they doing?" And he turned around, and be like, "You guys see this? Like, yo, dude, if I don't fuck you up, they're definitely gonna fuck you up." And like, oh my, oh my god, did you see us? You mean on the gigantic 30 foot screen? Yeah, it's like, yo, yes, I fucking saw what it. What's you doing, man? Come on, stop. And like, we all looked at it like, hey, man, maybe this kid's like got a developmental problem, and like, that's why he's acting out. Like, it, it was the way he's acting, maybe that's it. I wanted to ask him because if he verified saying that's not true at all the man being a fucking body bag after that because I was pissed as fuck like I paid for this ticket bro I will pay yeah. for your fucking funeral too if it means finishing this film in peace like what are you doing I don't think the financial uh, on the scales I don't think that financially weighs out to be the same but okay. it, it's about purpose <laughs> his death gives my life purpose if it means finishing a film of Halloween in peace we saw the, the fucking 2018 film in Hartford, a crowded-ass city that has so many people of a wide range of races, ethnicities, people, and, like... Age. It, age, especially. It's a fucking wild card. 
and that wild card added to the experience of the first one. Do people say some stupid shit like, oh my god, this bitch, what are they doing? Like, sure, whatever. But they're they're into yeah. the movie, you know? They're not degrading the film by talking through it. They're just shocked, just saying things that emotions are running through them. Fucking awesome experience. Yeah. This experience put me in a boxing so awesome. every fucking one of them. They'll drop like flies. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. I, I am aggressive about it, but let me watch Michael oh. kill. <laughs> I came 38 here to see Halloween. deaths on the film. It will be 38 yeah. deaths in the theater. <laughs> um, yeah. So Halloween definitely, too. <laughs> so they definitely didn't have that problem with Halloween 2, a movie that came out before I was born. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've touched on the whole, the, 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 the screenplay issues here. Like, I really like this movie stuff. Enjoy it. I throw it on. I generally use it as a double feature with the original. Yeah. Because it's just so similar in, in visual style. Fitting. There's some really cool shots in this movie, man. There's like some really cool shots. So like it, it's kind of like a riff on on the first one where uh, Michael fades in from the darkness, but they do that again in Doctor Mixter's office with uh, the, the nurse. two shoes nurse, um, where he fades in into like the like the, the fire the firelight yeah and it's just super creepy the, shot the thing we didn't really shot touch out on. when he reaches up is a great shot yeah it's, I mean, it's really good it, it is for a reason it is kind of crazy watching and watching it on the blu-ray and all that stuff and being able to tell that there's just like it's just squirting down yeah above his eyes but you know, it is what it is. They were going. Go oh God, it's it's too bad, man. It's too bad that they just didn't gouge out Dick Warlock's eyes for real, man. I don't <laughs> know. Why, a stunt man. I don't know. It's not a long scene. I would have yeah. had people go in there and be like, dude, just fucking blacken the eyes, just darken them. Yeah, I, I probably would have said that would have been a good idea, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I didn't notice it when I was watching it on DVD as a kid. Yeah, this is the admin of higher definition. But um, curse and a blessing. The thing that I did want to talk about, yeah, the thing I did want to talk about because it touches on we just touched on how like Michael's fire, like coming in from the darkness and stuff. Michael, I used to really love Dick Warlock's Michael. I really don't like his Michael. We've talked about this a lot off camera, and I will agree to a huge. I mean, a huge agree. The final scene with him and Laurie, he sucks. Like the man is so slow. Where it's like, oh, he's praying on her. No, dude, like he's not praying on her. He's got fucking like a disability with his legs because he can't lift them. Like, there's no reason he should go this it's, slow. It's 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 so much different. Like, you know, oh, Michael Myers always walks slow. Yeah, but like, if you really watch like the previous movie, oh, he's got six slugs in him. He's slowing down because of blood loss. Yeah, okay. He's not that okay. slow in shit like four. No, he's not. Four and five and, and five and six. Or seven or eight. He's never that slow. This is the slowest he's ever been. And it is very distracting I, I how agree. slow he is. I, I don't think it's so and, bad in some of the kills, but the final scene, which is the scene you will remember the most, he is horrible in. Him chasing Lori through the hospital is bad. Yes. Like, it's just, he's too slow. And I used to think it was like it was really cool. It was like it was like this robotic or like malevolent energy to him. 
that like it's it's even more scary because it's like he's walking this slow and he still catches up to you but it's like that's just stupid like he's just walking very slow and for some people it works it does not work for me i think he's i think it's very um it's not scary yeah i don't find him intimidating. i think it's i don't find him scary you feel like she's gonna easily get get loose because he just doesn't care yeah there's no intimidation to it there's certain things that dick warlock does that i do love like i like his especially in the kills yeah like i think in the kills he's really good i think some of the mannerisms he does are good it's his walk that's the big problem and obviously michael is a lot walking uh but that's that's kind of the one thing like i have really soured on dick warlock's michael and that's sad but what are you gonna do I saw somebody with a, made a post talking about like switching final girls in films. Like, oh, what if uh, Cindy had to deal with Freddy, or no, Cindy had to deal with Michael Myers, and like Nancy had to deal with like Ghostface, and Laurie had to deal with like fucking Freddy and shit. And I'm like, well, this would be stupid. These... Laurie would die. Laurie would die. Ghostface would be fucking destroyed. Like, he would die yeah. in, in, like, a mousetrap fucking type thing that Nancy creates in, like, an immediate second. Yeah. Like, people talk about, like, oh, like, what about Tommy Jarvis and, J- and Jason? What would he do? And somebody S- said some ver- shit. Sydney versus versus Michael would be interesting. She's because as a, as a final girl, she's she's strong, in my opinion. She's a real fighter. I think I think that that would be interesting. I don't, but like no one wins over Michael. Like, he just comes back, man. Like like any other any other slasher villain, he just go, he just keeps coming back. But someone brought Who, in like whoever Tommy wins. Jarvis and no Jason, one ever wins. and someone's like, yeah, what if it was like Jason? And then someone goes like, well, Michael Myers is just like a faster, stronger Jason. And I was like, you definitely don't watch the movies because no, Jason has Jason always- runs. Even disregarding teleportation after six, like he's way faster. <laughs> oh yeah, he fucking runs. He does. Yeah. He actually runs. Everyone, everyone made such a big deal after uh, the Friday Thirteenth remake came out. You're like, Jason runs now. He's always fucking run, guys. Also, it's Jason. New. Jason is definitely stronger. Even original Jason. Dude, he bent someone over on himself. He that is six to be fair, though. That's zombie yeah, I know, Jason, but, but even like part four, Jason crushes fucking heads and destroys shit in a part. Part, th- part, yeah, like part three crushes someone's head so far, so hard their yeah. eyeball flies out. Yeah, like this. Yeah, like he's he's fucking strong, guys. Jason is not parallel to Michael Myers. Like Michael is strong. Yeah, but I not mean, he, like he's crushed that. heads he, he, too. Like he fucking he breaks in Brady's head. Yeah, he crushes heads too, but he also um, he shoved a shotgun through someone's body. So uh, that's the strong. girl from. Yeah, so that's pretty strong. Yeah. He's definitely strong. He does some more... Yeah, he's a strong boy. Like, he's definitely... Like, you put him in a room so with, like... Some of the shit that he does in Halloween Kills is pretty fucking, like... He's really strong, You put dude. him in a room with, like... Well, Halloween Kills Michael is just fucking different. He's built different. He, 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 he is built fucking different, dude. Like, he's equating stacked. him to... You'd have to do, like, zombie Jason. Halloween Kills Michael, I'd say, is stronger than part three or part four Jason. Oh yeah. Oh, part four. I, I definitely. I'd say part three, for sure. Yeah, he yeah. he just does so many things in Halloween Kills that are just like yeah. that is 
But like, wow. <laughs> part six is a fucking legitimate zombie. Who Twisting someone's head all the way around. The, the best thing is the first death. He goes, I would like to punch you in the heart. Oh, I took it? Like, I took your heart? Okay. He nice pulls out loser. So fucking yeah. awesome. But yeah, you put Michael Myers in a room with like Freddy or Scream or Ghostface, those bitches are fucked. Yeah, because Freddy would mean Freddy's in the real world and Freddy's fucked. Yeah, Freddy's fucked. Nice knives, yeah. dumbass. You're fucked. It's like who's it's like, oh, Ghostface. Which Ghostface? <laughs> Any of them, they're fucked. They're they're honestly all incompetent, so. They are. They're all super dumb. At the like, end of the day. They're clumsy. And honestly I like that. Yeah, it's fine. It works for the films, but like there's if, you can't like compare supernatural evil versus like dumbass evil. <laughs> like it's not comparable. Your garden variety psychopath versus literally pure evil yeah. <laughs> incarnate on two legs. Yeah. It doesn't like, you wouldn't put like, hey, Matthew Lillard in Scream versus one of the fucking demons from the Necronomicon. I wonder how that's gonna pan out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've always thought Michael's always methodical, a lot slower than a lot of the other killers, which works for him. He has to be. Jason doesn't have to yeah. be slow in, in imposing. He teleports and fucking just yeets his opponents, but Michael, there's like a, a kind of finesse he does when he does killings usually. Of all the characters that are... Um like corporeal killers and not Freddy yeah it is it is just it's just really funny just like how (laughs) Jason teleports yeah he is a fucking he's a okay he's a zombie or whatever at this point of all of the corporeal villains that that should be able to teleport I think it should be Michael yeah I, I like don't, it. We're gonna and get and the on. reason why Jason teleports is nothing to do with the creatives. It is definitely an accident. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's not uh, a deliberate choice. I don't know. Part. I don't know, man. Well. Yeah, I'd say part eight's not. An it's accident. not some. It's not something that's ever no acknowledged. Part seven, he yeah. doesn't really teleport much. He just shows up no. out of nowhere. It's not like he's one yeah. place and then somewhere else radically. But part Whereas six, definitely an eight. <laughs> part six, they allude to like when you don't look, he's just fucking gone, and then he's oh, yeah. well, there he is. But part eight, it's like this bitch is just teleporting. He just yeah, like in he's six, Star Trek leaving in different areas. Yeah, it's like when, he, when in part six, he's like I'm fast as fuck, boy, and he just yeah. runs. Yeah. Ski, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, 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 the exact. Polar opposite of Michael Myers and Halloween too. He has like he's a like country boy. He fucking kicks his boots together and fucking flies. Shit. <laughs> like, he taps his beat like a, like a, there's no place like home, but it's like there's no place like my fucking truck. Yeah. That was really stupid. Yeah. I'm just gonna fucking hang myself. He fucking um, takes a big giant dive into a barrel of hay. Shit. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a country boy. Those are his first words on film. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, back back to the one we're supposed to talk about, Michael and Halloween too. We've we've gone through everything. Like we've we've gone through this film a lot. Yeah. We've talked about things we like and dislike. Fun film, like we said. It, it, 
it's not as great as everyone remembers it being. It just really isn't if you give it another rewatch. But the film is built on its testosterone, its fun factor, and like with it being a direct sequel, following directly after events, there's a lot of fun to be had with it. If you had to give it a score, yeah, I agree. On Letterboxd, I gave it like three stars. So I probably probably around like a six point five. I'd give it a seven. I I have a lot of fun. I take it for what it is. Sometimes I someday I might even say seven point five. I just I have a good time with it. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. I, it I just there's aspects about it that I just find really irritating, and especially like as time has passed and like as I've learned more about movies and you know plot structure and all this stuff. It, screenwriting and stuff like watching them try to tell this story it feels like people who never really like told a story efficiently before which is bullshit because John Carpenter still wrote this yeah but you can tell he didn't want to make this movie the only reason he did it is because he had a contractual obligation to do it he didn't want a sequel. He never wanted a sequel to Halloween. He wanted he he in, in, he was involved in three of these movies, almost four of them, and he left because they just wanted to do another Halloween movie when he wanted to do something different. And he's like, "I'm not doing the same movie for a fucking third time." Peace. I'm selling my stake in the franchise. Halloween and, Two is the film that you, as a teenager, will say, "This shit is awesome." Believe that for years and go. Wait a minute. After I've digested film, things are different now. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where you look back at it and you're like, I, I'm appreciative yes. to the fact that this created a franchise I, I love to this day. Even even though there's it has its definite rough spots. Yeah. I love Halloween. And, yeah. you know, we wouldn't have the movies that we have without this movie. But it also doesn't change the fact that I think that from a, a writing perspective, they really dropped the ball here. And again, it has there's many reasons for that. This movie was mired in, in, in development issues at times. And, you know, uh, producers want one thing, director wants one thing, writer wants one thing. None of them are agreeing. You know, the, the, the person, you know, John Carpenter didn't want to make this movie to begin with. So his script is not nearly as good as it could have been. It's got plenty of positives, like, you know, the visuals, the cinematography's great. Dean Cundy comes back, and he's just not going to do a bad job. The score's great. Uh, I like a lot, a decent chunk of the cast. Um, it's really disappointing we didn't even talk about it, but, like, like Jamie Lee Curtis is barely in this fucking movie. Yeah. She's just Probably in the for most of it. It's barely yeah, there's mentioned. nothing to talk about. Yeah. Other than she has, like, a little teeny dream and wakes up and is completely emotionless after learning a, a earth-shattering problem. Uh, but... Yeah, she's barely in it, so like you're not even latched onto the character you've been established with. It's just it's it's a it's a weird movie that I enjoy. Yeah, I, I mean it, it sounds like we're really bitching about negatives here, and like I said, I don't think it's a narratively strong film, but I don't give a fuck about some films being narratively strong if I'm having a good time. This film's just trying to have a good time at the end of the day, that's all I need. If it was trying to to be narratively strong and telling you it's narratively strong and it wasn't it'd be different if, if a film's trying yeah. to tell me how good it's narrative is and it's not good it'll be a problem for me this film isn't so at the end of the day you know depending on how you look at films I can understand really enjoying it and, and 
having a fun time. But I can also understand someone saying, well, it doesn't hold the candle to what it should be. And that's fair. At the end of the day, I want quality in movies, no matter what the genre is, no matter what the subgenre is. But also, at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and just deny that I didn't have a good time. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's it's good enough for me for now. And I think... Doesn't mean it doesn't doesn't have a a movie that doesn't have problems. Doesn't mean you can't criticize the movie. But if you had a good time, that's that's what I am looking forward to in these kinds of movies. Just have a good time. I agree. And I think that's a great way to end it. I had a good time. You had a good time. Hopefully people that watch this film decide how they feel about it and continue their watch through and hopefully continue on to Halloween 3 like we will in the next episode. So we'll see you then. Check in with Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Bye-bye.